Welcome back, you dirty fucking cucks. This is hopelessly unchecked. I know. I know. I know. I said I was going to try to keep up with it as the, as the you know, tournament went on. And here we are a fucking week and a half after it's ended. I know. But it's okay. Because our brackets were destroyed at the end of round two. They were fucked up <laughs> after round one. Little shining light after round two. Just fucking cranked. And for a little bit, I thought, boy. Zags might fucking make it in. At least my winner will still be in it. No. Nope, they forgot how to shoot against UConn. <sighs> Didn't play defense. Just couldn't make shots. It was all bad. UConn ended up going to the championship against San Diego State, as most of you probably know. UConn won double digits. They won a lot of their games in the tournament by double digits. Um, fuck them. Um, and I, I, I do have something to say about the women's championship, too. Uh, but before we get to that, Here's a rant. Everybody filling out all these brackets, all these so-called, you know, experts, all the sports talk guys and fucking picking this team and that team. All oh, these guys look really good. Oh, Alabama's got the best player. They should win. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, well, Alabama didn't win. Well, Gonzaga's a, you know, a, a blue chip team. I mean, they should fucking... Oh, sorry, Bert. They can pull it off. Oh, Gonzaga lost to UConn. Right before the UConn-Gonzaga game, and then after UConn won, the overwhelming amount of support for UConn was fucking stupid. All these motherfuckers saying dumb shit like, well, I think if you reseeded the tournament today, UConn would be the number one. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Fuck you. Your stupid shit. I mean, seriously? Obnoxious.
just obnoxious. I hate it. It's okay to be wrong about the tournament. You know how many people are like 100% right about the tournament every year? Less than 1%. Probably less than half a percent. Probably less than a tenth of a percent is how many people get it completely correct every year. I don't even know that anybody got it completely correct this year. It's okay to be wrong. Shit happens in sudden death tournaments. Especially ones with 64 teams. Shit's bound to get a little wild. But to just not stick by your pile of shit that you put in and be like, well, UConn is definitely the best team in this tournament. I think they could be seated as a number one. Oh, God. Nobody thought that going in. Going into the tournament, nobody outside of UConn, you know, parents and alumni and people that don't know anything about college basketball but still fill one out, maybe. Maybe a couple of those type of folk are the only ones that thought UConn was going to win it. Because the week leading up to it, it was Brandon Miller this and Alabama that. Where are you assholes at now? Pissing me off. Okay. The Women's National Championship was played between Iowa and LSU. LSU won double digits. Uh, The controversy... Which some of you have probably seen something, heard something about it. Some of you might not have. Angel Reese doing the fucking, um, you know, you can't see me and the, the ring thing to Caitlin Clark. Caitlin Clark is a professional trash talker. She is very good at it. And most of the time she backs it up. She's probably one of, if not the best player in uh you know women's basketball 
at the collegiate level anyhow. I mean, Angel Reese is also an All-American. Caitlin Clark's an All-American, but so is Angel Reese. She's also extremely good. So it's not like there's a massive difference going on there. LSU's the better team, better coached, and deeper. I mean, they put up 105. But Caitlin Clark throughout the tournament trash talks, does the fucking, does the ring thing, does the fucking you can't see me fucking type shit constantly. And people were here for it. Everybody loves when Caitlin Clark's doing her shit talking. Everybody loves it. As obnoxious as it is. Angel Reese does it and gives it back to her in the championship. She deserved it. They were down by like almost 20. I mean, you got shit on. Big time. And Angel Reese is classless. Obnoxious. Not champion behavior. Well, she's a champion, so anything she does is champion behavior. Boom. I am not a big taunt. Or, you know, or retaliate and draw penalties, draw fouls. You know, I, I'm not about that. Especially retaliation, because I'm like, you're, you're, you're going to get the call. So let's just not do it. You're going to end up costing us something. Football, basketball. Baseball, fuck it. It doesn't doesn't matter. I am not a fan of it. Okay. But I also believe if you can't take it, don't dish it. And I'm not saying that Caitlin Clark can't take it. I'm saying the American people can't. It is so unapologetically racially driven without anyone even having to say a racist word. It's just, could it be any more obvious? I mean, honestly, 
You love it when the white girl did it. You hate it when the black girl did it. It's pretty goddamn obvious, bud. I just... God. Caitlin Clark deserved to get trash talk back to her. That's what you fucking get, bud. She was not a basketball national champion that night. But she was a champion of fuck around or, you know, fuck around and find out. Uh, you know. That's that's all I have to say about it. It's just so clearly fucking racist. I just hate it. Okay. NBA playoffs have started. Play in tournament playoffs, whatever. No one cares. We're moving on. <laughs> UFC 287. Izzy and whatever the fuck his name is. Pereira. Who cares? Nobody fucking gives a fuck. Izzy got the belt back. Izzy got the belt back. Izzy is a professional trash talker. And also can back it up. Although he backs it up a lot better than Caitlin Clark does. And... People were upset that he mocked dude's son because uh, his son made fun of him however long ago. I mean, it's been years ago, I guess, probably. I don't know. I don't think it was at their... I don't think it was a UFC fight. I think it was just straight maybe like before they either of them made it to the UFC. I don't know. I don't know when it was. But dude, whatever the fuck his name is, no one cares. His son after Izzy got knocked out, his son is like laughing. And then just, you know, like falls over, like, you know, acting like he got knocked out. And whatever, it's fine. You got knocked out. I mean, talk that shit. I mean, I think that you're fucking, I don't know. I wouldn't have your kids getting all up in the business, but you know, whatever you do, you. 
And after Izzy won Saturday night, he pointed to the guy's son in the crowd and then did the fucking, you know, the fall over acting like he got knocked out thing. I thought it was hilarious. And again, people say some dumb shit like, it's not champion behavior. Well, he's the champion, so anything he does is champion behavior. Try again. Jackass. Just <sighs> people talking that shit. Talking that shit. Okay. So God, I think I'm gonna sneeze. I'm gonna get into some any piano talk. I might have to sneeze. Feel it. Feel it. Felt it. Okay. Gotcha. We're good. Okay. Um, lots of things from around the league in the last couple weeks. Um, I think the last thing we talked about was maybe I know we talked about Orlando Brown Jr., think we talked about Darius Slay. Mm. I don't remember. Darius Slay staying in Philly. You know, CJ Gardner-Johnson left, obviously. So. Okay. Here's a good pickup point. Cowboys have acquired wide receiver Brandon Cooks. From the Texans for a 2023 fifth round pick and 2024 sixth round pick. I wouldn't have given two picks for Brandon Cooks. But you do you. Brandon Cooks has been on like fucking. I don't know, like a hundred different teams. In the past fucking. However many years. Five, six, seven, eight, whatever. It doesn't matter because he's not important. I'm not saying he's a bad guy and I'm not saying that I don't like him. Maybe he'll get you a thousand yards. He's a good three. Not a great three, a good three 
and an okay two on his best days. But the Cowboys are notorious for making poor decisions. The Panthers replaced DJ Moore with Adam Thielen. I feel like maybe we did talk about that. Did we talk about that? Hmm. I don't remember. Um, hmm. If we did talk about it. No, we didn't talk about that. No, 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 no. I just, yeah. Yeah, okay. I had to check the dates. Make sure I was right. Um, <clears throat> Thielen to the Panthers. Saw that one coming. I was I was saying Panthers, Patriots, possibly Chiefs. It just makes the most sense. Um, Three-year deal. Uh, I don't remember exactly how much it was, uh, but... Yeah, I saw that one coming. And especially after they traded DJ Moore to Chicago for the pick, obviously they're going to get quarterback. Uh, betting odds have it at uh, pretty much a pick em on Bryce Young now. Um, CJ Stroud could still be a possibility. But I'm. If I was putting money on it, I would go with Bryce Young. I just don't think. Okay, this discussion's probably going to carry over to the next segment. Strap in, strap on. Um, you don't trade up for safety. You don't trade up to the number one spot for safety and ceiling. You trade up to the number one spot for accuracy, field vision. You trade up to the number one spot for Speed. Just you, you trade up to the number one spot for you know if if you're getting a quarterback for a special player. You don't trade up for a safety net. C.J. Stroud. Looks very refined. He's accurate. He's big. You know, in the in the playoff game, he showed that he could move when he needs to. He's got a good arm. He is an all-around good quarterback. But he has... An obvious ceiling, and it just doesn't seem 
like he'll ever be special. And this is just looking at him now as he's coming out of college. How many times has something like that been said about a quarterback? And then they hit the NFL and you're just like, oh, boom. I mean, Josh Allen was not accurate in college at all. And people said, this guy's big, he's strong, he's fast, but he's got a, you know, a ceiling. We don't know, you know, if, if we'd put our, our, you know, our franchise in his hand. Okay. And then he hits. That can happen. It doesn't happen with every guy. And with some guys, there's supposed to be something really special. And they flame out. Deshaun Kaiser flamed out. Uh, The kid from Ohio State. um, God damn it, the big dude. Fuck, I always forget his name. I always want to say EJ Manuel, and that's not who I'm thinking of. I don't remember. Johnny Football flamed out. Um, Josh Rosen. Baker Mayfield. <laughs> I mean, it. Deshaun Watson. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. And he may even be good this year, but he's on his way out. I think we all know that. Can't keep his willy in his pants. Allegedly. But right now, I'm just saying, you know, going into the draft is different, you know. And in a year's time, if Carolina takes Bryce Young and they're like, oh, my God, he is the smallest quarterback ever. He's like 5'10 and a half. He's like... 185, 190 pounds. He weighed in one day at like 205 and then didn't want to weigh in anymore. Yeah, because he's light. He knows that. He's short and light. He's small. Tua, short and light. One more concussion, his career's over. Baker Mayfield, short and light. On his way to being a full-time backup. Jalen Hurts, short and light. Um, Ended the last two seasons banged up. I mean, 
Kyler Murray, short and light, banged up. I, I mean, that's just that's just what it is. I do think Bryce Young can offer Carolina stability for probably it's tough. At least two years, I think. But if a guy gets you stability for four years and then you just kind of like all right, we're over it. You know, he's, you know, maybe not have any major injuries, but he's still always banged up. This and that. He's he's too small to see over the line. Uh, you know, then then you move on. And that's fine. I mean, it sucks for the kid, but, you know, he's still going to make a few million bucks. And I'm sure if that happens, he could go play backup. And... You know, I don't know. And I could be wrong. Bryce Young could play for 20 years. It'd be great. Carolina could take him and he could flame out in six weeks. C.J. Stroud could boom for 10 years. You just don't know. Um, that's going to end the first segment. We'll come back. We'll talk... Uh, a little more, uh, probably about Anthony Richardson and Will Levis a little bit. And then we'll move on from there. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Okay. Here we go. Okay, so, um, like I said, uh, Carolina probably going to take Bryce Young. Um, Anthony Richardson probably has the highest ceiling in the draft. I mean, this kid is an athletic freak. He works hard. He's smart. He's fast. He's strong. He's big. His arm is out of this world. but he only completes 53% of his throws. I mean, you know, it's just, that's, that's a big question mark. It was also the same question mark with um, Josh Allen. But Josh Allen's not super accurate in the NFL either. Uh, he's gotten better. He also threw a lot of, it, a lot of interceptions. And I think that's what everybody's worried about with Anthony Richardson. Uh, Will Levis is also big and strong. Uh, miss me with it. He's too worried about his fucking muscles. Bathroom selfies, in the gym constantly, whatever. 
He's not loose. At quarterback, I want somebody who's tight at the podium, but loose in the pocket. And he may be tight at the podium, but he's also going to be tight in the pocket. Dude's fucking cut. That's just... I mean, he's fucking jacked. I'm not going to take away from his work in the gym. He obviously works hard. But he's too worried about his fucking... His, his fucking muscles. And I just... I don't care. So, miss me with it. Uh, CJ Gardner Johnson signed a one year eight mil with the Lions. I know I said that earlier, but I don't think we covered it yet. Um, I think he overvalued his market. And that's what you get. Oh, and before I move off, uh, Guys in the draft, sorry, just to go back for a second. Jalen Carter I mean the best athlete in this in this draft is probably Christian Gonzalez. Jalen Carter is probably a close second. And Anthony Richardson I think Christian Gonzalez is is one. Jalen Carter is one A. Anthony Richardson is one B. Um, Jalen Carter obviously some off the field issues. I don't think anyone's really entirely certain what his role was. I you know I don't know. Um, his agent said, "I'm not even you know we're not even." Taking meetings with teams outside of the top 10. Because I think he's going to go in the top 10. Well, maybe you don't quite understand how the NFL draft works. What if one of those teams outside of the top 10 was looking to trade up so that they could snag you? Because they know, oh, I'm the whatever, I'm the 16th pick, I'm the 22nd pick, I'm the fucking whatever the fuck, doesn't matter. Any one of them could have been like, oh my god, we need a defensive player like Jalen Carter. Let's call this kid. I mean, are you taking the meeting if they say, hey, we're going to try to trade up to the top 10 so we can get him? Because it doesn't sound like you are. What if he does fall outside of the top 10 because of his 
uh, off the field problems. Then what? You just rely on a team to have that need on their defense and take him? Oh, God. I'd get a new agent. Cowboys, stay on making stupid moves. Uh, they let Dalton Schultz walk. He went to the Texans one-year deal worth up to nine mil. Damian Harris. Uh, joins the Bills. He said, fuck the Patriots, I'm out. Cam Newton said, ain't 32 motherfuckers better than me. Calling all these dudes randoms. Well, Cam, I think there are 32 motherfuckers better than you. I don't think everyone that's named a starter right now is better than you. You're probably better than Ryan Tannehill. Uh, I mean, who else? Ugh. Who 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 else? Who else we thinking? Maybe Ryan Tannehill. So at the very least, thirty-one motherfuckers better than you. Cam is in his 30s and still act like he's in high school. That's why he doesn't have a job. Sorry. I used to love Cam. Until I realized he was never going to grow up. And now I'm off the train. It's not my thing anymore. I'm out. McCall Hardman going to the Jets. Good riddance. I, I mean, does anyone that actually knows football give a shit? Anyone at all? I don't think so. Uh, the Jets traded Elijah Moore to the Browns. I would have rather kept Elijah Moore and not sign McCall Hardman, but, you know, whatever. You do you, pal. The 49ers contacted Big Ben about an NFL return last season after their quarterback started dropping like flies. I just thought that was funny when that when that news hit. Um Panthers signed DJ Chark to a one-year deal. Okay. Role player at best. Bobby Wagner 
Going back to the Seahawks, one year, seven mil. Let's go. Welcome home. Um, oh, I just shit my pants. So there were reports that the Patriots. AKA Bill Belichick were shopping uh Mac Jones. Um because Bill was pissed that Mac Jones sought outside help. Robert Kraft. The future is now, old man. Fire Bill Belichick. Fire him. It's over. He's done. He's done. He is not going to produce a winning product. Even with Bill O'Brien at at OC this year, If Aaron Rodgers is going to the Jets, which it's, it you know, David Bakhtiari pretty well said it's done. Everybody in New York says it's done. That, you know, they're just still arguing over picks. Miami has the best roster. The Jets are building a very good roster. The Bills have a top three quarterback and a very stout defense and a star wide receiver. The Patriots are the fourth best team. They can't figure out offensive pieces. They don't have a good O-line. It's not terrible. It's not good. No receivers. Running backs, meh. It's just... Fire Bill Belichick. Fire him. It's over, dude. I know he's got six rings. I know he does. Tom Brady carried him to those six rings. Carried his ass.
there was only one Super Bowl that the defense stopped everything, and that was against the Rams. Brady still had to outscore them. Years ago when it was a defensive league and Bill Belichick was the best defensive coach there was, it helped. Brady was an OC on the field. If you think that Brady didn't carry him, to six championships. I mean, he carried him there nine times and just won it six of those times. Without Brady, Belichick maybe makes two, maybe three. I'll give him that. He's a great defensive coach. He makes two, maybe three wins one or two of them still really good without Brady he doesn't even come close to nine six for nine not even remotely close Brady leaves New England goes to goofy Tampa Cowherd said, Tampa is cocktails at four. Brady doesn't drink during the season. He won't even have a beer. Goofy Tampa wins the Super Bowl in his fucking first season there. What does Belichick do? Falls further every year. And this past season, as he drafted a kid that is much like Brady, you gave him a defensive coach as his offensive coordinator. You gave him a special teams guy as his quarterback coach. Bill Belichick is tone deaf. For fuck's sake, he's like 70 or close to it. He doesn't realize the days of defense are gone. Having a great defense does help. I'll give you that. Those days are over. Robert Kraft, the future is now. 
fire Bill Belichick. He's done. He's fucking done. Go ahead and be mad at Mac, Bill. You're a fucking idiot. And I'm not a huge proponent of Mac Jones. I'm not a a big fan of him. I don't think he's great. I think he has an obvious ceiling. But I also think the kid would be a lot fucking better off without you. Because you are a fucking idiot. At least the young defensive coaches in the league understand I have to have good offensive pieces. I have to have good offensive coaches. I have to. I was calling for Brandon Staley's head after their playoff loss. Then Brandon Staley and the Chargers, less than 24 hours after the moronic Cowboys fired Kellen Moore, called him up and got one of, if not the best offensive coordinator in the league. So at least Brandon Staley is not tone deaf. He knows I have a superstar quarterback. Because Herbert is. He, he is. He's probably number four. Number one, Mahomes. Number two, Burrow. Number three, Allen. Number four, Herbert. Number five, Lamar, honestly. We're being completely honest. What about Jalen Hurts? What, just because he made it to a Super Bowl? Just because he got carried by a by a heavy roster and an easy schedule? Miss me with that shit, bro. Well, he threw 300 yards against the Chiefs. So? Their their defense was like 20th. They're mid. <laughs> like he's the only quarterback to throw 300 yards against them. What did Burrow throw against them? Like 700? <laughs> Miss me with that bullshit, bro. People are ridiculous. That roster was amazing. Their schedule was easy. They didn't belong there. Chiefs don't blow people out. They could have blown them out if they wanted to. Double-digit points easily. I watched the game. They did enough to win because that's what the Chiefs do. That's, that's what their offense is about. If they had Tyreek Hill still, I don't think they would have been able to slow it down. You get him some speed at wide receiver, and yeah, that game's not even close. Not even remotely. 
Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback. He didn't deserve to be in that game. Sorry, miss me with it. Sorry, I know I, I jump from topic to topic here. It's just so much ridiculous shit. Um, so I'm running short on time, so this is probably just going to be, you know, uh, an hour long episode. Uh, so I'm going to try to wrap this up in the next couple of minutes here. Um, the whole deal with Lamar. I, I don't understand why there's no market for Lamar. I understand teams being skeptical and not wanting to offer uh, fully guaranteed. I, I get that. He has started and finished one one game in the last two December slash January schedules. One of 12. I understand being skeptical about that. Absolutely. A lot of people have Lamar at like eight in the league. You know, they have him at top 10. I think he's my number five. I think he might even be better than Josh Allen. And I used to give Lamar a lot of hate. In his MVP season, he threw 4,000 yards, I think. Or maybe like 3,600 yards. I don't remember. Obviously, he rushed for over 1,000, had several uh, rushing touchdowns. Um, God damn it, I said I was going to try to wrap this up, and now I can't think of what I'm going to fucking say. I had several rushing touchdowns, threw for, I don't know, like 3,500 yards, 4,000 yards, something like that. I, I want to say it was 36-something. That sounds right to me. Maybe. I don't know. I want to say, I, I know it was 36 touchdowns. And I think like 36, some hundred some yards. 36 touchdowns in his MVP season, passing touchdowns. Joe Burrow's best season. Uh, hold on, let me see. 36 passing touchdowns to one legged Hollywood Brown, old ass Willie Sneed, uh, and a bunch of other fucking no names. Old guys and no names. Joe Burrow, his best season with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, decent tight ends, running backs that catch passes. Joe Burrow, 
with probably the best. I'm no disrespect to AJ Brown and Devonta Smith. They're phenomenal. Jamar Chase and T Higgins are better. Jamar Chase is him. T Higgins is a one. On this team, he's a two. But he's a one. He's very good. Joe Burrow with probably the best group of pass catchers in the league. 35 touchdowns. I think Lamar's better than Josh Allen. But Josh Allen doesn't miss games. And that is important when it comes to starts. And that is why, you know, some people have Lamar drop on their list because he's not available very often. But I think that's also because his team asks him to move too much. I feel like if he didn't have to run as much, if he had a good O-line and a decent running back, he wouldn't have to fucking move as much. So he wouldn't take as many shots. He wouldn't, you know, have to scramble as much in the pocket and then get his ankle fucked up. Get his knee fucked up. Anyways. I will say, I'm not going to be able to fit this in. I'm going to have to do just a couple of minutes on the third segment. Oh, whoopsie. Um, so you know what? Let's Let's do that. I'm just going to go ahead and end it now, a minute shy, and I'll be back, do a couple quick minutes to finish out with Lamar and and Baltimore, and then uh, that'll probably be it. So stick around. We'll be right back. All right, real quick, before I have a screaming two-year-old come through the door and like i said i know i'm sorry i've taken so long on this shit um right after i said that i wanted to keep up with the tournament i got sent out to fucking bfe so i got fucking three hour round trip for work every day starting at seven and gotta leave by 5 30 to be on time don't get home till five by then you know i got screaming two-year-old pretty well ready to hit it so <laughs> he come in fucking running throwing hooping hollering he, he he's hitting it he's always ready to hit it that's just that's just how it is but anyhow okay so the deal with lamar um like i said i understand why teams are skeptical uh because of uh the health issues but I also think in the right situation, you don't have to worry about it as much. I mean, honestly, I mean, this past one, I feel was like a freak accident. And I feel like he also was kind of sitting out because of no contract, which I don't love either, but I also understand like, if I'm the coach, if I'm the GM, I hate it. But as someone that stands up for unions and players in general, I, I get it. Just know if that's your route, it's going to work out for future players. It's probably going to go very poorly for you. 
That's just how it is, man. I hate to say it, but that's that's how it works. So I see both sides, and I, I am on Lamar's side, but I will say if he had an actual agent, he would have a deal done. He would. Look, here's the thing. You can't take a family member as your agent. You just cannot. You can't. Agents are there to help you and to protect you. When it's you and your family doing the deals, you're going to take too much shit personal. It's a business. And when there's shit to take personal, we'll let you know. But for a lot of this stuff, teams are skeptical because of the availability. That's the number one thing. You can't take that personal, man. I Even if it's not your fault that you're getting hurt because your team relies on you too much. That's just, you know, that's just the name of the game. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, dude. But if he had a real agent... Teams are less likely to disrespect you if you have an agent that's representing, you know, 10, 15, 20 other players. Because if you disrespect that agent, you're losing clientele (laughs) or potential clients, potential assets. I'm sorry. Uh, That's just fact. Okay, so if he would, you know, quit with the goofy stuff, quit with the, you know, the piss poor website, quit with the fucking the workout shit. And and I'm sorry, you know what? The workout shit may end up being the future of on the go gyms, home gyms, whatever the shit it could. It very well could be. I don't really stick up with those trends. Maybe somebody on that marketing team knows something that I don't. Right now, from the outside looking in, it looks a little goofy. The website doesn't look professional. It looks a little goofy. Having your mom be your agent looks a little goofy. And I, I, you know, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with being unorthodox. I think he's a young guy that's getting uh, a lot of bad advice from somebody, probably because he just, he doesn't know any better because he's, because he's young. He's not very experienced. Uh, You know, he wasn't around the shit a lot growing up. I mean, you got guys like Mahomes that are very experienced because 
His dad was a pro athlete growing up. You see it in the NBA too. Steph Curry, dad was a pro athlete. Some guys know they had to get shit figured out. Like LeBron grew up very rough. Very rough, but he knew there was shit that he was missing. So, you know, he went and learned. But he got good advice, too. Because he's a good decision maker. Lamar seems like he may not be great at making decisions. And it's, it's not that he's not smart. It's just that I don't feel like he has the right people around him. And maybe... Maybe there's some people taking advantage of him because he's a family oriented guy. He's, you know, loves his mom, you know, this and that cares about people and whatnot. And maybe friends and family are just taking advantage of him. If that was the case, then I would feel very badly. I'm sorry. That was piss poor grammar. I would feel very bad. You don't feel very badly. Sorry. I would feel very bad. I, I like Lamar as a person, as a player. But unorthodox quarterbacks is not what we want. Aaron Rodgers is 39. Look at all the bullshit that he's causing that everyone else has to deal with, man. Learn from that. Aaron Rodgers is a diva. Lamar, I'm telling you, you don't want to be 40 years old and be a diva. You just don't. All right? Put down the bullshit. So, that being said, he said that he requested a trade on March 2nd, I believe. And so everyone was like, oh, he's out. Then the team... Signs OBJ Sunday afternoon. Breaking news. And after the news breaks, Lamar takes to Instagram and posts a FaceTime picture of him and OBJ. And a screenshot of a FaceTime between the two of them. Which is dope. If you're the one out here recruiting receivers for your team. Because they won't do it for you. Fuck dope. Bro, you got to do what you fucking got to do. All right. At the same time, fucking terrible decision by Baltimore. Not to sign him. I got no no issue with, with signing OBJ. I would sign. If he wanted to come to Kansas City right now, I would sign him. 
they signed him to a one year up to 18 mil. 15 guaranteed up to 18. OBJ is not a number one anymore. He's not. Okay. He's just not. No disrespect to the guy. I think he can be childish at times. Yes. But also, he's a receiver. Diva receivers are not the end of the world. Diva quarterbacks are a horrible thing. Diva receivers, you kind of expect it, really. With the really talented guys, you kind of expect them to be a bit diva. It's just how it is. But he's not a number one anymore, dude. He's not. I I would listen to two, definite three, and I'll listen to two. But I you cannot pay him number one money, bro. How many games has he played in the last two seasons? He played no games this season. Zero. How many games did he play in the season before that? And look, he was very instrumental on the Rams' playoff run and Super Bowl up until he got hurt. How many games did he play, man? You... <sighs> 15 guaranteed. I thought it was insane when the rumor broke that he wanted 20. I was like, oh, God. Ridiculous. You're not going to get that from anybody. And then he comes out and says, no, 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 no. I'm not asking for 20. I'm asking for like, you know, 15, you know, 12 to 15. I'm like, that's still a lot. And then he went and got 15. And you know, and I'm not saying it's bad for him, bro. You guys know I'm all about players making money. But I also can't pay you 15. I just can't. But with that being said, it looks like Lamar is probably going to stay in Baltimore at this point. Looks like Lamar is going to stay in Baltimore and sounds like Aaron Rodgers is definitely going to be a Jet. But, you know, who knows? All right, so I I am mere seconds away from... Uh, running and screaming and all types of loudness. So we're going to go ahead and cut it here. Um, Like I said, man, I just uh, with the long drive and the bullshit and the fucking farm in the middle of nowhere. And all type of shit, you know what I'm talking about? So, you know, hopefully next week I can try to do one. Um, 
just depends. Just depends. Maybe if there's a day that everybody says fuck it and we cut out early and I don't know. We'll find out. So, that being said, thank you for being patient. Thanks for stopping by, having a good time with us, chit-chatting, shit-talking, all kinds of business. So, uh, again, this has been Hopelessly Unchecked. Uh, Hopefully we'll catch you guys next week. You kids, take it easy.